Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific markets are trading mixed this morning amid concerns about tech earnings and geopolitics. Tokyo is down 1%. Sydney is in the red as well. But Seoul is trading up nearly 2%. So what does the year of the tiger have in store for investors? Joining me now as we answer this question and many others is Yap Jun Rong. He's a market strategist with IG Jun Rong. Good morning and happy Lunar New Year to you. Hi, good morning, Michelle. Happy New Year to you too. Well, I hope you had a good break. For listeners who've been in the holiday mode and may have turned out the markets over the past five days, really tuned it out, I was thinking of asking you, Jun Rong, to bring us up to date. What did we miss? But it turns out there's a whole lot and much of it within just the past few hours. So we're going to take it slow. Let's start this morning with the tale of two tech companies. Now, both are household names. Well, they were before they changed them. One is in search and the other in social media. Both are reporting financial results and well the results are taking markets in very different directions i'm talking about meta and alphabet the owners of facebook and google meta is leading the market down alphabet is going in the other direction let's start with meta junrong its shares are plunging in after hours trade down more than 22% it's a massive drop what do you think it's in meta's results that are spooking investors so much Yes, yeah, so we have saw uh, Meta's uh, fourth quarter earnings uh, after market, which actually came in uh, below expectations. And along with its uh, first quarterly decline in uh, daily active users uh, on its record. So if you look towards its, uh, the company's uh, guidance, it also points towards uh, further headwind, uh, suggesting that the issue you know, faced by the uh, company will continue to be more uh, persistent. Uh, if you look at its uh, company's view of uh, 3 to 11% uh, sales growth for the current quarter, which reflects a very sharp uh, decline from its uh, usual uh, high teens uh, growth over the uh, past few years. So that may definitely drive some uh, shunning from uh, investors for now with the uh, lingering uncertainty on you know, whether its growth has actually reached its uh, peaking stage along with some uh, lingering issue from the uh, privacy changes to uh, Apple uh, iOS system and some uh, slowdown in uh, social media ad spending. So that will definitely draw some uh, knock-on weakness for you know, social media space such as uh, Twitter, Snap and uh, Pinterest as well. Mm. Uh, but for Facebook, uh, for Meta, the growth catalyst may continue to revolve around its uh, focus in building the uh, Metaverse. Uh, but we have to take note that investment for a Metaverse may lead to a higher operating expenses in the near term and there will still be the absence of uh, any monetization from that front uh, in the near term. So that will continue to weigh on its uh, margin uh, moving forward as well. So okay. that could be what you so, know, kind of yeah. keeping investors shining. Yeah. It is possible then that Meta's poor performance is a result of its shift in focus towards the metaverse then. I mean, if you look at its numbers, a couple of things going on. It's invested $10 billion US dollars last year in its Reality Labs unit. And that includes VR headsets and augmented reality, right? All right, I want to turn to Alphabet now. Just before we do that, if this after-hour drop holds for Meta, when the U.S. markets open tonight, the loss in market capitalization will be greater than the size of the entire Greek economy. Just for context, listeners. All right, let's turn to Alphabet now. And as I said at the top of the show, it's a tale of two tech companies. Google's parent company reported blowout earnings on Tuesday, grossing more than 72 billion U.S. dollars in the fourth quarter of the 
year. Investors cheered the news. Alphabet shares closed up more than 7% overnight. Junrong, what are investors seeing in Alphabet's numbers that they're not seeing in Meta's? Yes, so for uh, Alphabet, we are seeing, you know, investors pulling ahead, uh, preferring, you know, Alphabet as compared to uh, Meta. If you look at uh, Alphabet's result, it kind of uh, defines uh, expectation of a slowdown. If you look at its uh, strong outperformance, if it's a revenue expansion of, you know, 41% for 2021, and considering that it's a recent uh, fourth quarter sales growth expectation, actually uh, top expectations by over 500 basis points. So that may definitely come as a positive surprise. Uh, considering it's uh, pulling ahead as compared to a uh, consensus uh, expectations. And another point is that uh, it's 1 to 20 uh, stock split could also be a positive uh, catalyst, uh, which we may see the company heading towards an uh, eventual inclusion into the Dow index. So that may draw a longer term traction as funds may have to accumulate on these uh, shares moving forward. And of course, if you look at this uh, recent uh, Apple iOS uh, system, it Mm -hmm. seems that it has more of a muted impact on the Alphabet search engine uh, businesses Mm -hmm. as compared to the social media uh, advertising space. Alphabet shares have doubled in less than two years. The company has now announced a 24-for-1 stock split, which will make its shares more affordable to most people. Alphabet is currently trading around 2900 US dollars a share. If the split were to occur this morning, it would be trading at less than $150. Junrong, what do you make of this? Is this overall a good move by Alphabet? Yes, generally, I believe that, you know, there is uh, still a long-term growth uh, for Alphabet moving forward. And of course, if we are looking at this uh, recent uh, earnings outperformance, uh, generally, we will see that, you know, the momentum may subsequently continue into the following quarter, considering that its recent businesses have shown that it has been a, a kind of a resilient towards uh, the Apple or iOS changes, whereby, you know, some investors are kind of worried that that may, that may lead to some form of a slowdown in businesses. But their upcoming, uh, their, I mean, their recent results seems to define uh, their expectations. So that could still continue to provide, you know, a longer term uh, tailwind for Alphabet moving forward. If we take a look at how investors are reacting, Junrong, Meta and Alphabet's results are having ripples that extend far beyond that of their own shares. Alphabet helped lead the markets higher overnight, but Meta is taking the market significantly lower in after-hours trade. In particular, other social media companies like Snap, Pinterest, Twitter, they're facing a sell-off. Other tech companies like Amazon are coming under pressure too. So Junrong, is this a knee-jerk reaction or do you think that investors really need to to reassess social media and tech stocks now, given these latest results? Yeah, so definitely we are seeing some knock-on weakness for social media companies like uh, Twitter, Snap and Pinterest, as you mentioned, uh, considering that uh, Meta's result kind of bring out some slowdown, uh, particularly in the uh, social media ending space. Uh, potentially as a result of some uh, competition in the advertising space, also with, uh, as I mentioned, the Apple's uh, privacy iOS uh, update kind of drawing a greater impact on uh, social media companies as compared to other uh, advertising uh, players. As we have seen, you know, Alphabet results with its uh, call search format has kind of uh, remained uh, resilient. So the impact of uh, regulatory changes for Apple is not actually broad-based. 
but it's more specific to a direct response ad on a social media. So until there are greater clarity that you know social media companies can kind of work their way around the changes, uh, I believe the outlook for their business may still seem uh, uncertain at current point in time. And in terms of the overall uh, tech space, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the companies in the S&P 500 uh, thus far, right. uh, if you look at the information technology sector, they have actually close to uh, 88% of companies are uh, outperforming uh, earnings expectations. Mm. So generally, the earnings uh, momentum is still relatively robust. Mm. So I believe generally the big tech companies have still kind of uh, delivered or even surpassed uh, investors' expectations. We show that their businesses are still resilient towards you know supply chain disruption and also uh, Omicron uh, impact. So of course, uh, in light of a tighter monetary policy outlook, mm-hmm. this uh, uh, big tech companies are also less dependent on on uh, I mean less dependent on debt for growth, considering that right. their cash flow has been stable over the years, and they have a uh, huge cash holdings which can definitely be utilized for growth if the need arise. Interesting. So that kind yeah. of uh, lead to a divergence in performance within the tech sector, where you know we saw more positive performance in those big tech as compared to smaller cap companies which are still uh, unprofitable at current point in time. Amazon reports earnings tonight, so we'll have a fresh batch of numbers to assess in the morning. Let's take a closer look at broader U.S. markets now. He's Yep Jun Rong. I'm Michelle Martin, and you're with us here on Money FM 89.3. Now, while we were on holiday here in Asia, the U.S. market rallied, posting some of their biggest gains since 2020, strongest gains, I should say. Jun Rong, as we set off on the year of the tiger, what are some major themes that you're going to be watching for with the U.S. markets? Yes, of course, uh, considering that we have just passed the month of uh, January, I mean, there are some uh, market belief of this uh, January uh, barometer, mm-hmm. whereby it's a general belief held by some uh, market participants that the investment performance of the uh, S&P 500 in January can predict its uh, performance for the rest of the year. So uh, since 1950, I mean, for the years where the month of uh, January is a uh, positive, uh, we saw the S&P 500 generally deliver an average of uh, close to 12% return. While for the years where the month of January is negative, uh, the S&P 500 actually deliver an average of around uh, just 2.6% return. So there is definitely a divergence in the, in the uh, returns uh, depending on whether the month of January is positive or negative. So if you look at the uh, to this year, I mean, to start the year, the month of January for the S&P was down close to uh, 6.5%. So while, you know, past historical performance uh, may not be guarantee of future results, it may suggest that, you know, market participants may have to be more selective moving forward and that the uh, good times of, you know, the grand economic rebound from COVID-19 is over and that the Fed is actually uh, not behind uh, the market now. So uh, generally, I believe that uh, towards 2022, the outlook towards tightening is not expected to change uh, anytime soon, considering that economic data thus far is still revealing, you know, pricing pressure from inflation and also uh, economic conditions are also uh, impact for a tightening. So it's definitely more uh, volatility expected ahead. I believe that movement ahead may be more data dependent with the uh, constantly changing situation of, you know, uh, virus spread and supply chain constraint, Mm -hmm. which kind of deliver uncertainty on, you know, when and how much uh, pricing pressure may ease. And that will directly impact uh, Fed's uh, policy outlook ahead. 
Away from the economy, Jin Rong, how concerned are you about a Russian invasion of Ukraine? If this does happen, is it going to roil the markets? Yes, definitely. Uh, there will be some jitters, you know, considering that this uh, geopolitical tension are kind of uh, adding on uh, to more risk. You know, considering that, you know, uh, economies are still trying to uh, recover from COVID-19 and also dealing with uh, inflationary pressure ahead. So there is kind of an added risk to the market. And if you were to see any uh, further escalation, that may definitely drive some form of a more broad-based uh, risk off in the market itself. But as of a uh, current point in time, you know, while we await a greater clarity on that aspect, thus far it seems that, you know, the situation may still kind of uh, remain uh, uh, under control. But of course, uh, we'll have to wait until, you know, uh, further development in order to determine whether, you know, there will be a longer term uh, repercussion from that. Singapore REITs are off to a lousy start this year, S REITs. The Real Estate Investment Trust had one of their worst months in January in the 20-year history of S REITs. Almost every single listed REIT finished in the red. If we look at the sector as a whole, the iEdge S REIT index is down 6.5% since the beginning of the year. Over the same period, the STI was up 4%. That's a big difference. Jun Rong, why has investor sentiment turned so negative on the S-REIT sector? Yes, I mean, if we look at the uh, REIT sector, generally there is this uh, uncertainty on how, you know, uh, central banks have to tighten their uh, policy in order to echo the uh, inflationary uh, pressure ahead. So there is some form of uh, uncertainty there considering that we have not seen uh, any signs of uh, easing of uh, pricing pressure at the moment. And if you look at the uh, recent, you know, January FOMC meeting, uh, you know, Fed Chair Jerome Powell did not actually push back towards uh, more aggressive uh, policy tightening. He didn't deny any uh, 50 basis point hikes ahead. He also didn't deny a rate hike in every uh, Fed meeting. So that has kind of led to an upward revision in the interest rate expectations by the markets, which are now pricing in, you know, a higher chance of a 50 basis point hike ahead mm-hmm. and also a more uh, potentially five uh, rate hikes through uh, 2022. So generally that may keep our investors uh, shunning from a uh, rate first while uh, awaiting, you know, greater clarity on the policy outlook before committing their capital to take on a uh, more risk in this sector. This is considering that, you know, if we were to see a more aggressive uh, tightening approach, a more aggressive uh, increase in the interest rate, that will lead to, a, a, you know, a surge in the debt cost. And that may weigh on the REITs, which are generally dependent on those debt for a growth ahead. If we look at the REITs' financial results, quite a few are increasing their distributions. We're also seeing an increasing number of mergers and asset acquisitions in the sector. Just this morning, the Business Times is running a story entitled The Death of Offices May Have Been Greatly Exaggerated. Jin Rong, from your view, do the share price declines that we've been seeing accurately reflect the state of business in the sector? Of course, the uh, near term, based on the uh, tighter policy, uh, monetary policy approach, uh, that may definitely keep uh, investors shining from risk and also preferring uh, local banks as a result. But generally, if we look at uh, risk, uh, it's still a stable business. It's just that its traction lies in its uh, dividend yield, where, you know, if we talk about rising cost of debt, its profitability may come under pressure. 
And if you talk about, you know, increasing interest rate, that may make the trade-off with its uh, dividend yield kind of uh, less attractive. But overall, if you look at REITs, it's still a kind of a resilient business, especially for uh, REITs. So for investors who prefer, you know, kind of a more stable holdings in their portfolio, and that may actually, you know, present some opportunities for them to accumulate. Chun as we look ahead to the year of the tiger, do you think REITs will come back into favour this year? It's really hard to say, considering that, you know, for now, uh, markets are just awaiting a greater clarity on how uh, the tightening approach will come. So for now, uh, markets may kind of be just, you know, kind of uh, front-loading or overpricing the overall impact that the higher cost of debt may have on these uh, rich businesses. So if we, if we were to see, you know, greater clarity ahead, so that may ease some uh, concerns that, you know, the rich may be able to uh, weather this uh, higher cost of debt and that may bring some form of attraction to them, uh, potentially towards uh, the second half of the year. Mm, let's take a look at the broader Singapore markets now. Jun Rong, what do you think will be the major themes for local trading as we enter the year of the tiger? Yes, if we look at the uh, Singapore market for the STI, uh, if you look at the latest uh, SGX fund flow data, it has actually showed the fourth uh, consecutive week of uh, net institutional inflow of roughly uh, $95 million uh, last week. So once again, we saw our financial stocks uh, gaining traction from these uh, institutional investors. Uh, and the main theme is definitely because of the tighter monetary policy outlook ahead. We also see the telecom sectors has been uh, gaining some uh, traction as well, while uh, REITs, on the other hand, continue to see uh, outflows from these uh, institutions, considering that, you know, as I mentioned, the tighter monetary policy outlook seems mm-hmm. to have a greater impact on these companies which are more dependent on uh, that to grow. So investors may definitely look out of uh, look out towards this uh, fund flow data to see whether, you know, there could be any signs of a turnaround in the uh, REIT sector. But thus far, the overall STI performance has been uh, quite robust since the uh, start of the year, currently still up uh, close to 4% return and uh, remaining uh, resilient despite some uh, earlier weakness in uh, global markets. So with the uh, three local banks accounting for close to uh, 45% of the uh, STI weightage, so definitely much focus will be on their upcoming earnings, which will be on the following week. And that will play an uh, important role in determining if the STI can uh, continue its uh, upside. So from the uh, technical front, Mm -hmm. since uh, 2010, if you look at the technicals of the uh, STI, it suggests that the STI has been largely trading within a ranging pattern. So ahead, that may leave the uh, 3,400 level on watch as a potential resistance, considering that the index has actually failed to sustain above this level on the previous uh, three occasions. So, in summary, do you expect the Singapore stocks to roar in the year of the tiger, Junrong? I believe there are still a greater upside. I believe that the banks um, may potentially deliver another uh, outperformance in their earnings. Mm. Uh, but, you know, looking ahead, that 3,400 level will be one that I'll be watching in terms of uh, potential uh, resistance ahead. Let's check in on local markets now. The Straits Times Index at 3,298 points, up 1.5%. Yep, Jun Rong joining me this morning. He's a market strategist with IG. Jun Rong, thank you very much. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.